All right, boys, welcome in. Welcome in on a uh, quick return. Ray, why don't you just go ahead and show us what the hell you can't if you to try and hide it, then don't wear a backwards hat because we could see your dumb, bald, gross head. Why did you just shave? Why did you shave the hair off? Hmm. I was bored. Show us. Oh, dude, you have the best hair out of all of us and you just yeah, keep man, shaving. It. I just blast, don't I don't like it. It's just. Now you just look like Sultan. a dick with a hat on. I look like you. Hold on. I always get this fixed. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you don't look better. Yeah. Um, all right, boys. Th- here's the show, right? It's your show tonight, okay? It's your it's in your hands. I trust you to uh, to guide us through. Oh, wait, um, I'm doing the whole show. Like you're I'm doing the, the whole host? show, buddy. I'm reacting yeah. off of you. Uh yeah. let's go. In your hands. I will just kick it off and say, let's start with opening takes. And uh, it's on to you, Ray, and uh, the floor is yours for the evening. Uh, Bill's Arizona Coyotes making the news once again, but not for good reasons. Uh, Apparently, they haven't been paying their bills, uh, and therefore, they were going to be locked out of their arena until today when they actually paid all their uh, overdue uh, bills. And what an embarrassment for the NHL that a hockey team is not paying their bills to the least uh, built that the building that they're leased to uh, it's just a bad look and that's why no southern team should have a hockey franchise they should all be up north in Canada give Quebec City back a franchise because the Coyotes are disgraced the NHL yeah it's been about 25 years you know that's over that that, that experiment's over you yep. know the, there was rumors that over the summer that they were going to kick them out of the city and now they finally threatened to I mean they're a small market club get them out of there give them Canada I mean the Winnipeg Jets have a rabid fan base up there give them give them something back bring the Nordiques back I have two points on this uh, number one is close to what you're saying Bill why is the NHL put so much money into this franchise working or effort into this franchise working? and number two why don't any of these sports franchises maybe this is a bad example because they were defaulting on simple loans or payments rent but why don't all these teams just buy their, the land and their arenas? Like, why are any professional sports teams leasing anything ever? Beats the hell out of me, honestly. They, I, they probably just don't have the money. They've been trying to get a taxpayer-funded one where they own, you know, but it's not working. They're billion-dollar franchises. I mean, the, the Coyotes the aren't, coyotes. but they're a half-a-billion-dollar franchise at least. Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, I, I understand. Even at, at that level, cash flow is a real thing. And to purchase that, you know, is umpty millions of dollars. But it always blows my mind when teams don't own their arenas. It's like fucking Kraft owns the Patriots because he bought the land first. Like Celtics, just... Celtics don't own their arena, or it's, right? Yeah. yeah, it's bananas. Yeah, it's bananas. Um, Rich, right, why don't you go? He oh, just okay. Hit. Didn't you just? Oh, no, no, no. My opening take is uh, going to the NBA. Steph Curry is on the verge of breaking Ray Lewis's uh, (laughs) Lewis's (laughs) uh, all time three point record. And uh, I don't know, baby, we don't know much about Steph. You might have Ray Ray Lewis's uh, murder record broke already, Uh, but he is on the verge of breaking Ray Allen's three point record within the next two games. Probably. I think he's 16 away or something like that. Um, and he will have broken this record by 33 years old, 10 years in the league. If you don't count last year, the year, whatever year he went out with the wrist injury, basically missed last the whole year. year last year. Yeah. It took Reggie Miller. Ele- uh, 13 seasons to get to, to break the record at like 900 less than, than what Steph's doing. And then Ray Allen, it took him like four, uh, 16 seasons to break Reggie Miller's Steph's doing it in 10. Steph's doing it in 10, and there's no stopping him. 
And my opening take is it has ruined this generation of the NBA, specifically my and your Boston Celtics, everybody living and dying by the three-pointer. It used to be a cliche in basketball that if you lived and died by the three-pointer, you were just dead already. The entire goddamn NBA has taken up this uh, this type of play because Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, two of the greatest shooters of all time, won championships doing it, and everybody else thought they could. They can't. It's ruined uh, a lot of what the NBA is. I think they may be making a turnaround, but uh, not soon enough for me. Bill? Speaking of things that needs to turn around, good segue by me. Thank you. Bruins. Well, we need to talk about Bruins. After middling offseason, middling start to the season, you have zero depth of the minors. You have zero path right now as a team, as a whole. It's time to start exploring options for a total and utter rebuild that starts from some of your best and most trusted players, some of your oldest veterans, Patrice Bergeron, does not have a future, has not hinted at signing any contract extension with the Boston Bruins. You saw David Krejci take off into um, back to the Czech Republic. Now's the time you're going to get your most value if you trade Brad Marchand, but you really need to start looking at building this team young and rebuilding this uh, farm system because right now you have nothing. Right now you're at your three Best young players are probably Swayman, Pasternak, and McAvoy. You're going to try to build around all three of them. Pasta doesn't like it. Get rid of him, too. Everybody needs to go except for those two guys. And we need a complete and utter restart. And Don Sweeney is not the guy. So back to my take from weeks ago, fire Don Sweeney. But let's start getting a guy in here that has the balls to make these decisions. And it starts with moving Marshawn and moving Patrice Bergeron, as much as I love him, but you got to start thinking about the future. And right now, they're not it. That'll never happen. I know it will never happen. And I, it, it's, it sucks. I know Patrice Bergeron should finish his career as a Boston Bruin if they had a direction on this team. You spent a lot of money on shit. You're thinking about bringing back Tuka Rask, where who's going to be the odd man out is Jeremy Swayman, who has seized the number one goaltender role right now and has looked really good lately. And it's just a joke right now what they're doing. I'm, utterly disappointed in this team and you know cut bait you, you look like a middling playoff team if you're even a playoff team you know capitalize cunt on bait. Bur- cunt bait there we go capitalize on um that's what irene calls bill <laughs> that's right just capitalize on bergeron i think she you see, should move him she sees him walking down the street there's my cunt bait there's a little cunt bait mm-hmm so for the show rundown, obviously it's a Patriots bye week, so we're going to be catching up with the other Boston teams in the area. Celtic season right now, we are disappointed. Whereas this team, what we thought they were going to be, uh, just a middling team that's uh, trying to get back to uh, winning basketball. And as Bill said, the Brewers right now, are they a cup contender? Absolutely not. So what do they need to do to get back to be better this year? Uh, also, we'll talk a little college football real quickly. And Bill made us all mad with the Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year, and he will let you know who won that award later in the show. So, welcome to the Superminds Sports Show. I knew you guys show. were good, man. Friday headlines, December 10th. Let's have a show. That's the date right. Thank you. And, and now, as always, we are sponsored by White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewery in New Hampshire, down in Nashua, New Hampshire. Bill, address, please. Uh, 460 Amherst Street, 
the best side of Amherst Street. Uh, go down there, check out their stouts, their porters, their sours, their IPAs, their triple IPAs. Uh, go back in time, time travel with the triple IPA, something a lot more interesting. One of my absolute favorites. Go down there. It's Christmas time. Buy a hat, buy a sweatshirt. They have sweatshirts now. Uh, and go enjoy some uh, local sports on TV down there because with their bar, with their flat screen TV. Uh, whatever you do, drink White Birch Brewing and tell them the Simple Minds Boys sent you. White Birch Brewing. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. This feels like we're at class with a substitute teacher. And <laughs> it's taken like... forever. <laughs> Sorry. Like, rate. holy shit. Subscribe, so, rate, it's review, like so monotone and just taken for fucking ever. You know, in high school, when you got to the age, like a substitute came in, you're like, oh, as soon as they start talking, like this fucking guy has no chance today. Please Walker's roll in the TV on the <laughs> That was Walker's Please class, not TV. even a fucking yeah, substitute. Just, just drop just the fucking the TV. <laughs> Let us do our thing, Let's man. Play some Indian in the cupboard and so he can fucking go to sleep. (laughs) How would you go to sleep with that? That was a classic movie, Bill. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. That uh, Native American, good. uh, Kudos to me for not calling him. Nice job. Thank you. Because the movie's called Indian in the Cupboard. (laughs) That That Native American was fucking angry, by the way. Real angry. He did he mad. did he kill a guy in real life? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, that's what I kill, thought. Or no, he killed him in the cupboard. He shot the uh, cowboy, and then they put him back in the cupboard. No, I thought it meant in real life. Like, didn't he actually kill a guy? Oh, oh the I actual actor. That. Oh, that. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't I'm mean the actual. With, yes, I hope so. Native American. I almost slipped up there. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was Robin Williams in that? No, that was. I'm thinking of the Night at the Museum. I'm thinking of Night at the Museum. Museum when he played Roosevelt or some shit. Never Bill mind. loves superhero movies. How's that a fucking superhero movie, you idiot? <laughs> I knew, I knew the exact goddamn response we we're gonna. Ray, are you gonna start the fucking show or what? Oh, I thought this was a cold open. Yes, let's get into it. Uh, we Bill, have been for twenty minutes. Still sorry about this, but we're gonna talk Celtics for a little bit. Uh, as of today, the Celtics are thirteen and thirteen, the tenth seed in the Eastern Conference. And if the playoffs started today, they would be in the playing game. We all know Christmas is the unofficial start of the regular season for the NBA. What expectations do you have for this team right now? They, uh, they can be top four tomorrow. The East is wide open. <laughs> Fucking. Well, you say that, but let me give you a little heads up because they have seven games till Christmas. So I'm going to skip a little bit, but they're at the Suns, loss. Then they're playing the Bucks, loss. Warriors, loss. Knicks, maybe a win. 76ers lost Cavs, maybe a win and then at box on Christmas day. You can't, but you can't do loss win loss win with the Celtics because this is what makes them infuriating. They have the talent to be at the top of the league. We see them compete with the best teams in the league all the time. And then they lose the shit teams all the time. You never know what you're getting. I said this weeks and weeks and weeks ago. If you set your expectations for zero, when you watch Celtics games, you'll have a much better experience because you never know what you're going to get. They could fucking beat the Warriors. They could beat the Warriors. I don't think they'll beat the Suns because the Suns are uh, on a tear, but they could beat the Warriors. The Warriors are on terror. The right Celtics now. can line up and beat anybody in the NBA on any given night because it's the sport, it's the league, and it's the team. The problem is they could also lose anybody on, on any given night because of the team and specifically because of Jason Tatum. I will pound this drum until it's done and or until it changes. The team will go as far as Jason Tatum goes and until he turns into the guy he already thinks he is or everybody else has deemed him to be, which he's not yet, which is a superstar, the team's going to continue to struggle. They got punked by a Kawhi Leonard-less and Paul George-less 
shitty Clippers team by some fucking guy named Boston, Boston. who was dropping his nuts on your chin and your best player doesn't respond um, in the way that he should, which is probably a hard foul or talking shit back to him or that's the type of game where you need somebody to get in someone's face and it just didn't happen. This is the team that you have. Welcome to the Boston Celtics. It's all about Jason Tatum and what he and what he decides to be. Now, I will say this, and I'll, I'll let you go, Bill. Things will change. They're going to make a trade. Brad Stevens going, is going to shake up this roster. He has to for the sake of his job and I, I may's job. Like, you can't be a 500 team this long with this amount of talent and not shake it up, especially on the heels of last year. So Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, whatever. The Pacers are blowing it up. There's a lot of talent on that team. You can shake mm-hmm. up the DNA of the Boston Celtics, and I expect them to. A lot of, a lot of the analysts are saying, don't expect a big move from the Celtics. I kind of start to feel like there is a big move coming here after that January 25th deadline for Marcus Smart. I don't know if that'll make a difference or not. At the, the bottom line is it's Jason Tatum. It's all about Jason Tatum. And to, to answer your final question, Ray, what are, you ex- what are my expectations? My expectations are to, for them to be exactly what they've been for a year, and they could finish in fourth and they, or they could finish in 10th because of, because of the, the conference in the league and the team that they are. I have zero expectations for the Celtics. Zero. Like they're they're uh, I just like the Bruins, they're a middling team. You know, they're trying to build around Jason Tatum. I, I think a lot of their moves was obviously set up for salary cap for next year, chasing kind of chasing Bradley Beal. But Rich, I agree, it all starts with Jason Tatum. I think he's a selfish player. You know, I think it, the Celtics only are only going to go as far as he takes them. And if he's not building up to a, a player that wants to win basketball games. I mean, this team's going nowhere. You know, you, you have another guy on the team that a budding superstar, Jalen Brown, cannot stay on the court. Out again tonight as we record against who they're playing, Clippers or, or Phoenix tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... They're playing again tonight? Yep. No, they play Friday night. Friday night. Well, either way, Jalen Brown's out. Either way, he's out. I mean, and he's he's missed, what? He's up to 12 or 15 the whole, the whole games West Coast he's, trip he he's hasn't basically played. out. He hasn't traveled. I mean, that's... A, he's missed 13 uh, regular season games already. So like I'll give you that. Jalen Brown's injury history is starting to become a problem. And I, I jumped off of the don't trade uh, Jalen train a few weeks back. If you can get somebody, um, if you can get the return, which I put out Dame Lillard, but someone in that category, Bradley Beal, an A to Tatum's B because Bill, I don't agree. I don't agree with people that I don't think Tatum's a selfish player. His assists have, if you watch the games, He's playing pretty good and he's engaged and like he's playing good defense. He's averaging the most rebounds he's ever had, having the most assists. His shots starting to fall a little bit more now. He's just, he's 24. Like he just, he's not there yet. Like it, that's it. The game has not come around fully to him yet. And oh, by the way, his teammates are not exactly what he needs. He's got nobody to kick to and make a three. They fucking suck at shooting. And we said that all along. They needed like a JJ Redick. They needed a JJ Redick or something like that. But on the same path, like what if we weren't in the Boston market? What if we were in Charlotte or Sacramento and we had Jason and Jalen? Do you think the media is hyping this all up and they want to win now kind of formula? And that's why there's so much negative press towards the two of them not winning at a rate. No, negative press because of the way there is the product on the court. But what it's about not, the market we're in? The market has always been, if you're not winning, we're just going to shit all over you and pretty much, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're going in fucking the slums of Sacramento where no one gives two fucks about your team, then yeah, of course, the hype that the hype's still going to be real for the 
for them in the NBA. And it's still there. I mean, they're still, I mean, guys want to play with Tatum, whether Tatum wants to play with these guys, you know what I'm saying? So like they still, they're respected. Yeah. They wouldn't get shit on nearly as much as, because obviously, I mean, the the Boston market, but I don't think it, it, I just, for me, it just goes back to winning. And I don't think Tatum cares about winning where that's where I think where the selfish player comes in. That's where I'm not saying he's like a ball hog, any of that. He has self selfish tendencies on the court. I just think, the selfishness comes where I don't think he cares about winning. I think he is more about these. These are my stats. These are what I want. And I just think you need to make him happy and need to figure out what's going to work to surround talent around him. That's going to make him happy and going to teach him how to win basketball games. Or as soon as this contract is up, he's gone. Right. So, I mean, at at this point, you got four or five years to really fucking gauge his interest in staying in Boston and figure out your path. Right. Cause your path right now is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Kyrie Irving and all these guys that you've been trying to bring in since you drafted them after the big, you traded away the big three, that path has pretty much crumbled at this point. It's here. Well, that's, that's a good segue to my point, Bill. You asked the question, you know, uh, if they're in a different market, would it be the same Ray? to Bill's point? No, like a Sacramento or like finish. Don't give a shit like we do in Boston. But the other thing that is hurting this Celtics team is the expectations based off. Look, people want to think people want to say, and Boston media wants like they've been bad for two straight years. That's not right. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble. They, they were two games away from the finals. So that was a year and a half ago, less than that, because the bubble went into October or whatever. And in they were in the Eastern Conference Finals four out of five years or three out of five years, whatever it was before that. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown went there with Tatum's rookie. Like the expectations were set then. And then everything crumbled with the Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and Al Horford and Kemba Walker. The veteran thing didn't work out. We, we don't have to go into why, whether it was the kids problem or the veterans problem, but that's, that's why the expectations are what they are, which is a top four team in the East. However, you've reverted back to a Atlanta or a Sacramento with your young guys leading this team. And I said this before I've written blogs about it. Young guys don't win in the NBA. This is the fucking team you get. When your young guys are the best players in the M, you get a middling team that shows up one night and shows up and doesn't show up another night. This is what you get because your best players are 23 and 24 years old. It's not, it's not that hard to understand. The problem is the expectations were set so high only two years ago and, and before that, that you expect them to get back there and it's just going to take time. And whether the players, the market, or the team have patience for let, to let that happen, is yet to be seen. Probably not. They're probably going to overreact to it, which obviously everyone is, but that's just that that's been my come to Jesus moment. Like you're led by a 24 year old. Of course, you're going to be up and down. This is that, that this is the sport. This is what it is. Someone said it really good. I was listening to something. They said the NBA is a, uh, a league where nobody can do, nobody can do it until they do it. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo was never going to win a championship. He could never break through until he did. Paul and now Pierce, he's considered Derek. one of the best players in the NBA. LeBron James was considered a guy that could never do it. LeBron James was a guy considered that could never do it. No, look what he had to go to look what he had to do to go get. Well, one. that's the, that's the threat though. And I don't think you, you said four or five years for Tatum. I think it's two or three. Yeah, I've, I've floated this idea out for a while. I've, I've been saying that if you don't make him happy, he's, he's gone. You know, I mean, there's still a window because he just his max extension kicks <laughs> in next year. Yeah, it's it's three years at least. But and I also don't think look, 
I agree with you. He's he's about his stats. He wants all all NBA. He wants all the things that young NBA players. But I think he wants to win. I think what you're trying to say is he doesn't want to win bad enough for it to inf- like lift his team. Like he wants to win, but he doesn't have no. He that wants his numbers Kobe to look thing. good. He doesn't even have that LeBron thing where it's just like I want to win. I want. I don't want to lose more than I want to. Like guys that hate losing, like Jordan and Kobe, like those more guys than they that like winning. Yes, the competitive. Those, side. those are the guys that infect the team and 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 bring out something more of them. Tatum, of course, wants to win. KG. I think he wants to win every time he gets out there, and he's pissed that he doesn't. But then he lets it go. Where the best of the best don't. You know, Brady's still thinking about a week six loss in 2006. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, that type of thing. Uh, speaking of the Jays, Jalen Brown has only played in 13 games this season. In those games, he's averaging 21 points, five rebounds, two assists. Without Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum is averaging 24 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. Uh, two-part question. Do you think this team is where they are due to the injuries to Jalen Brown, or do you think uh, Jason Tatum would be better off without uh, Jalen Brown? No, they're better off better with Jalen Brown it's a stupid question I mean it, it's just it's just talent it's a clown clown question bro clown question bro you saw it in the Lakers game uh Tatum started out hot they it was a competitive game in the first half and then the offense went cold they had nobody to go to with Tatum on the bench you need you need you need multiple all-stars in the NBA to win that's bottom line he can't Jaylen carry Brown. the team himself that's a big that's the biggest thing he's not a LeBron James he's not a Kevin Durant he's not even a Westbrook and Harden have carried teams on their back Jason Tatum's not the guy to do that you need uh, yeah, to surround he, him with talent what, so the thing is is that I'm saying Jalen Brown trade him away for talent like a Damian Lillard like a yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns you know guys like that I'm not I'm saying backed like, off on the Carl Anthony Towns but like because I like Damian, him I know we get it. Damian Lillard I would like because again I don't think Carl Anthony Towns was the same thing we were kind of talking about last year when we were your floor this summer when you're talking about Gordon Hayward go or last year going Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner you know I as much as I love Miles Turner I wanted the veteran guy and Tristan Thompson because of the young kids and Jays we didn't want to get too young now it's like that's the same problem I want Dave I want Damian Lillard in here because Carl Anthony Towns doesn't have that leadership like Damian Lillard is a fucking asshole and he's a yep. guy that can hit down a big shot Rich just alluded to guys that can't hit shots in, in the three-point line well D- Damian Lillard's the guy that would probably Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal are the guys that are going to fit Tatum perfect Logo because guys. again yeah, and again, like you said, Rich, his assists are going up this year. His rebounds are going up. He's got now. We would have a real threat to pass to on the baseline for threes, anything or the three point arc. I should say. I mean, Maybe that's Smart's not a guy that's no. Uh, like you need that consistently. You need a Look, guy that's going to take take the pressure off Tatum when they're double and triple teaming them. They don't have that. And I think Jalen Brown can be that guy again. He's twenty four. They're twenty four and twenty three. In three or four years, they might. They both might be that. Are there? Is there enough patience for that to happen? I don't think so. Probably not. That's why we're talking about it. And also the Tristan Thompson thing. We were high. We just uh, way underestimated the Kardashian thing on that. On the on on the big. We just way underestimated. Dude, yeah, one yeah, of them dating a rapper. A and that guy shit, just that guy this concert just killed people. I mean, it just keeps going down and down. That Kardashian curse. Not it's real. Good. Not good. The only good one is Courtney. Rashard oh, McCants, you remember him? Oof, he he, would, he dated one of those guys, one of those, yeah, one girls. of those guys, one of those girls, and whatever happened to him, Bruce. Fl- flamed out of the league. <laughs> uh, like I was mentioning before, the next seven games are a doozy for the Celtics. They start tonight 
against the Suns in Phoenix, and then they're back home against the Bucks, Warriors, Knicks, 76ers, Cavs, and then at Milwaukee on Christmas Day. I can see them going one and six, maybe two and five in this stretch. If they do fall to 14 and 19, uh, losing to these top teams in the West and East, will they, that be the icing on the cake for Brad to blow it up come January 25th? No, he doesn't have the balls to do it. What is blow it up? What do you do yeah, to blow it up? Get blowing rid of it up Brown, would be, get rid of Marcus Smart, getting rid that's of not blowing, uh, Robert that's not Williams. Blowing, that's not blowing it up. If you're blowing it up, you're getting rid of Tatum, you're getting rid of Brown, you're getting rid of Smart, and you're starting from scratch. That's where, that's where you need to start if you're going to blow it up. That's He's not there. Tatum's your guy. He signed long-term. Jalen Brown, for the, the, the numbers he puts up, he's only on like a $121 million deal. It's not a Best max contract deal. in the league. Uh, yeah. The next Jay Crowder. I mean, <laughs> he's no he's still in the fleet. He's still, I love Fred, man. I would take him on Celtics right now. I know you would look the blowing I mean, it up wouldn't... thing is not going to happen. Uh, if they lose the next six, if you trade Jalen Brown, you don't do it mid season. You do it in the off season for, with a big package for everyone. You get kinda, more, you get your biggest value work around it and make it happen. Marcus smart is a mid season, big trade that could happen. Robert Williams is a big season trade that could happen. Uh, Al Horford with that money is a big season. Like I'm talking about big names that could move. Those are guys that I could see. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are not being traded in the next year, in the next half a calendar year. It's not happening. If they go one and six in this trip, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I looked at it originally and said, yeah, they could they could go zero and ten. Then they beat Philly, and it went, oh shit, maybe they showed a little bit of life. They're going four and three. Yeah, they're going to go five hundred. This is what they are. This is what they are. Yep. It doesn't matter, Ray. You're not understanding this. They play what they play well in uh, Golden State. You know they've always seen the the chirp Golden State out there. They, they they steal a big game every year against Golden State, even in their their heyday run. They were taking games, playing them competitively. They played. Yeah, were well they one of the there. losses that they had on their uh, record breaking season? Yeah. 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 That that Bridgie team beat them. Marcus <laughs> Smart always plays well. I guarantee you, Marcus Smart has a thirty point game in the stretch or something. Al Horford goes off one. That Brent Philly Williams hits four threes like. I, this is just what this team is. They're a 500 middling team. Four and three, three and four. Yep, that's exactly what I, I would expect. So like this, a fifth seed to a tenth seed is what you're saying? This is what they'll be all season. This is what the whole East is. So no a fifth one will pull away. to a tenth. So a fifth from a tenth. He's setting you up, 10. dummy. He's setting you up, idiot. <laughs> you dumbass. Uh, here's some happy news. On December 8th, Damian Lillard is reportedly in, came out and said he's reportedly interested in playing with the Celtics. Lillard. Uh, said he would really like to play with Jalen Brown. Uh, Kevin Pelton, an NBA insider, whipped up a trade proposal that would be intriguing to the Blazers. And Why keeps, are we talking keeps, trades when we just said he's not going anywhere? Keeps Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Robert Williams. The structure of Boston's end includes uh, Wancho or Herma Gomez, Al Horford, Peach Baskets, Peyton Pritchard, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, it also includes 2022 first-round pick, 24 first-round pick, 26 first-round pick, uh, top 10 protected, uh, top four protected in it's 2027. It's a stupid uh, fucking trade. In return for the Celtics, get Damian Lillard, CJ LB, Ben McLemore, Tony Snell, and Cody Zeller. Ben Simmons is going out there. Damian Lillard. This was what I read traded. today. I'm sorry. Right, that, dude, we just said- this is the internet. Anyone could put it on there. Anyone could put any. All they did was match the insiders. Answer me. Why would the Blazers do that? Because they want to blow it up and start rebuilding. If you have, why no, would you they don't. He wants yes, to play Ben Simmons. No, they don't. The bla- yeah. if if the only way that's happening is Dave Lillard says, "I'm you have to move me right now," because it's the NBA and he can do that. He's already requested a hundred million dollar two year extension, so and he'll get it. <laughs> he will. He might, uh, but he also says, you know, they're not happy. So I can see him getting moved, but they're not moving him for that. You don't get Damian Lillard without 
Robert Williams at least. I mean, probably without Jalen Brown, but Robert Williams at least, or a Marcus Smart. Like you don't get them for the your bums on the bench and three first round picks. No, I don't think that happens. I don't. Okay, so who would you put in there to make that happen? It has to be Jalen Brown. On the lowest of but lowest, Lillard of says he wants to play with. Jaylen it doesn't Brown. matter what Lillard says; Paul it's what George. the Trailblazers want. On the Paul Georges of shitty trades, the the least you can get away with is Robert Williams. The least, who is, you know, on a good contract and, and a good young center and a good young prospect, and and even I mean Jalen Brown has probably has to be in, included. But look, da- I don't know. Damian Lillard's 31, 30, 32 years old. He's on the back end of his of his career. If he forces his way out, the leverage is down. You know, look at what Houston got. They got no players and they got draft picks. So I can see that. Like you just want to push salary out. But yeah, Robert Williams. Let, let me just Robert Williams has to be included in that. That's a young the player. Portland Trailblazers are going through a lot of shit because their president just got didn't he just have to resign because of some alter uh Emails got leaked or something like that. And then Chauncey Billups is there. So who knows if Damian Lillard even likes playing for Chauncey Billups. So it's one of those things. Pick Chauncey Billups. Yeah, but what it, I could handpick a lot of things. And then if you were starting to use it and you don't like it, you're like, ah, eh, fuck this. This is what I thought it was going to be. Kind of like your marriage. <laughs> this is where I'd move on to the next subject, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, with almost a quarter of the season gone, where do you see this team finishing? Rich, we'll start with you. Fourth. Bill? Fourth. Yeah, fifth, anywhere between the fifth and the tenth seed. Bill, do you have the uh, email open? Uh, yeah. Perfect. So now we're going to do headlines with the queen. Bill, take it away. Ooh, I get to do this one. Huh? Wow, okay. All right. So oh, Celtics were dealt. Doing this. Yeah, what the, I got to really read now. Huh? All right, Celtics were dealt back-to-back losses. First against the Lakers on Tuesday, 117 to 102. Celtics led a half and then fell apart. Jason Tatum led the Celtics with 34 points, eight rebounds and a losing effort. On Wednesday, the Clippers got the best of the Celtics of 114-111. Celtics were down 21 points at, at one point, but a late rally came up short. Jason Tatum was again the leading scorer with 29 points, 10 rebounds. Celtics next take on Suns and Phoenix Friday night. Uh, Bruins lost a shootout to the Canadian uh, Vancouver Canucks. 2-1, Patrice Bergeron, the only goal scorer for the Bruins. Jeremy Swayman, 31 saves. Bruins next play Edmonton, where they will probably get their asses kicked on Thursday night and finish up the Canadian trip against the Calgary Flames, which will probably be another loss in have a shitty Canadian trip. Congratulations, Bruins. Fire Don Sweeney. Arizona Cardinals were almost locked out of the... Coyotes. What did I say? Cardinals? Sorry. Arizona Coyotes were almost locked out of the Guile River Arena for outstanding bills. Team on Thursday paid off their debt and will be allowed to play their games in the arena. What was it? $1.5 million. College football playoff is set. Alabama, of course, number one, takes on Cincinnati, a surprise addition to the top four playoffs. First time ever, uh, what a small conference team got into the, the uh, playoffs. Uh, December 31st at 3.30. The second game will be at Michigan, taking on Georgia for the late game at 7.30. Uh, and finally, I will tell you later on, Times Magazine's Athlete of the Year in 2021. This has been Headlines with Bill, Bill me, the queen. Thank you, Queen. That was great. That was great, Queen. Bravo. Mazel tov. Uh, Bill I, reads I, I, like I, I, Bill reads like me, like fast and skips words. Well, then just you know does whatever he wants. And you know why? Because you're kind of like it's weird. Like when you're reading like 
something like that because you can kind of like see ahead so i'm like okay and then i'm like that's how i read books that's why i don't remember any of them like i'll go six pages in a book and go and like uh, fuck i don't like i was thinking about something else i read all that i go back and read it like the tit size of the character they're talking about (laughs) (laughs) how big are her areolas Hmm. what are you reading penthouse yeah (laughs) a little penthouse for him (laughs) oh wait i thought you meant something different so a character is introduced in a book and you automatically go how big are her nips and then you keep reading i thought you meant the book was describing how big her nipples were no i'm just thinking i'm just thinking in my head what kind of breasts does this girl have let me think. Yeah, you don't. What What's kind of underwear one? is she wearing? I'm sure it's your standard white cotton, but you know, maybe it's something freaky like I've never <laughs> seen before. <laughs> what movie is that from? Old school. <laughs> Old school guy. I'm like, God damn it. Maybe it's, it's a fun. thong. It's fun, baby. Uh, right. What's the last book you finished reading? Uh, I think Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the closet? Goosebumps. Yeah. 1995. Yeah. R.L. Stein. Yeah, R.L. Stein, baby. I had and all you didn't actually read it. It was a book report, and uh, you cliff notes it. Yeah, that was what I did on my senior project with Walker's class when I didn't read the book at all. All cliff quiet noted. on the Western Front. I had to write the book report on that, and I did the cliff notes as I watched the Rams beat the Patriots on Sunday <laughs> Night Football in 2001. <laughs> Funny, all quiet on the Western Front is the last book I finished like a month ago. That is a depressing ass mm. book. Speaking of uh, uh, Inside jokes that no one knows. Uh, Walker, our senior year, Bobby Vine did a book report and he just grabbed a book and got a white piece of paper and did a book cover of it and wrote Walker is an asshole. And, handed <laughs> it in. and then and then Walker made him do the full report in front of the class and he did it and he fucking nailed it. <laughs> he did like five minutes straight off the top of his head why Walker was an asshole. He got a B. <laughs> you serious? That's yeah. wicked funny. I'm not that lying. Is- that is wicked funny. Uh, Bill, uh, we're going to go to our sponsor now. Back to basics. Uh, before reading that, I don't know if you had to get a little oil, maybe a little calming gummy into you from back to basics. Uh, Rich is going to finish the rest of this because I suck at doing back to basics. Okay. Back to basics. B-A-K, the number two, basicsllc.com. That's where you want to go for all of your CBD needs. You get a free sample with every order that you make. Not only that, you get an email from Dr. Tom himself who will help you with all your CBD remedies. So go to backtobasicsllc.com. That's B-A-K, the number two, basicsllc.com for all of your CBD needs. Excellent. Now, this is going to make the queen very happy. We're going to talk a little Bruins now. We haven't done that a lot lately since the Patriots have been surging. So uh, right now, the Bruins are 12-8-2, which is good for fifth in the Atlantic division. Uh, Now, they also played five less games than the top team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are 18-7-2. This is another team, which means they are going to be playing a a lot of back-to-back in the second half of the season. Are you Uh, struggling reading your own email? Yeah, yep. is the 13th oldest Why are you league? reading it? You should, like, <laughs> Rich never read them. Because I didn't know I was going to be fucking doing the show. Just you wrote the email, you, you fuck. fuck. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. This is like when you write a PowerPoint and, and you know, in school, and you got to go and do the, they say, don't read off the PowerPoint. Just, like, use your bullet rate. is just PowerPointing us to fucking death. You forget what he writes four hours ago. I forgot what I did like two hours ago. Uh, the lack of game so far, I feel like they haven't been able to uh, get gel together since there's a lot of new faces on this team. What do you think the expectation is coming to the rest of the month? 
going. Thanks, before. Mr. Langevin. I appreciate yeah, you subbing in today. Fuck, yeah, you uh, you've been. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> just shows the video. My expectations. My expectations are the same middling Bruins team you had. Every free agent you brought in, including Taylor Hall, let's be real, you, you're paying Taylor Hall real money to to bolster that second line, and he has done caca. You know, he gets moved down when Brad Marchand comes back, gets zero shots on goal. Not one, zero shots on goal. You brought him in to score. He is not the player that you expected to bring in. He's not the 16-game sample that you had last year. He's kind of reverting back to that. Why are you changing your fucking lights? Young Bruins, black and yellow, baby. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, he always distracts me. Okay, can I ask you a real question, Bill? What's yeah. the difference between this team and, say, a year or two ago where they, you know, it wasn't just two years ago. I, I always get confused because of the bubble and pandemic, but there were, pres- there were President's Cup trophy winners going into the bubble, and, and you had one of the best teams in the league. You had the best team in the league, record-wise. What's the biggest difference between that team and this team other than like, I don't know, age, you know, Bergeron's older. If you want to give me Tuca, I just think there's more, there's a bigger, like you think they're going to be a middling team, but I don't see a huge difference in skill. Corey Krug. Is they lack the third and fourth. Krug, I guess, uh, Krejci's wise. gone. Is, is the there that much skill missing? From my, here's my greater point. Say what you want about Chara. He's been better than a lot of shit. You know, but here's my greater point, ago. and I'll let you go. Like, is there that much skill missing from this team to that team where they're the type of team that'll on the verge of missing the playoffs? Or, like, I see them just kind of figuring shit out and getting back in there and being a first-round playoff team and maybe, you know, maybe getting the second round, maybe not. Like, I don't see them missing the playoffs. I think they'll just kind of figure it out and sit in themselves because – they still have enough talent to do it the way they've done it the last two or three years. That's my thought. I honestly, they're missing a lot of talent and it starts on the back end. You're, you're missing Tory Krug, a little bit of veteran leadership in, in Char. I don't think he was great that year. You had, you have Charlie Coyle playing a second line center. You know, he's a third line guy. That's a big, big disadvantage for the Bruins crate. You're missing Krejci. I mean, there's a lot of holes in this team. I mean, and again, Bergeron and Marshawn are a couple years older now. You know, that's what it is. I mean, you're playing a rookie goalie. Your goalie situation was pretty fucked up to start the season with Allmark and Swayman trying to figure it out. I mean, there's a lot of talent deficiency now. And again, it starts with Tory Krug. Your power play hasn't looked the same since he's been, you know, off this team. You're a number one power play unit, number two power play unit in the league, and they haven't been there since. You've tried Charlie McAvoy back there. You've tried Grizzlick back there. You've tried four forwards. You've tried all the different things to get back there. You had Nick Ritchie on your power play. It just hasn't been the same since that. And that's a major reason why. You're still not getting secondary scoring, which I've been bitching about for years now. Your second, third, fourth lines aren't doing shit. You relied on your power play goal when your power play goals. When your power play is in, what, fifth? I think you're 13 or 15th in the league right now in power play conversion. I mean, that's a huge part of the Bruins game and it's not there you're losing these games you're getting good goaltending out of Swayman but again it's lack of scoring lack of grit Taylor Hall looks like he has zero effort out there on the ice right now and it's hurting this team when you have no scoring out of your third line no scoring out of your fourth line I mean it's a huge problem and every free agent you brought in has made jack shit for contribution Nick Foligno nothing Nozick nothing Hula nothing it's just goes back to my point there's no path fire Don Sweeney needs to happen well, speaking of that, uh, what you've been all over the Don Sweeney fire train. What has he done or hasn't done that you want his head on a silver platter? Uh, let's go back all the way to 2015. Oh, God, will we? No, it's this. it's everything. Like you have no. Again, there's I'll, no. Let me plan. answer the question. There's Bill, no can plan. The, can I answer the question? There's there's no young talent. 
Yes. There's no direction. It, it was like watching. I think I've made this analogy before. It was like watching the Patriots last year with Cam Newton. Even even when they played okay, you didn't have a good feeling because there was no direction. There was no plan. No one young showing anything. The Bruins have nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. No. Who's young that that you're other than McAvoy? And I guess you put Pasternak in. What is he? Twenty six now. Five. Yeah. Twenty five. Twenty six. Yeah. He's right around there. Pasternak, McAvoy, Swayman. Swayman. Oh, Swayman. Yeah. But a goalie. Who gives a shit? I like you. That's three fucking. That's three guys. That's three guys. Marshan's in his early 30s. Bergeron's on the verge of retirement. You got nothing. So like the Red Sox that had no farm system kind of thing. No, it's the same thing with the Sox. Hold on, Bill. I have a good point to answer his question. What did the Red Sox have to do when they had no farm system? Blow it up and fucking They had to blow out their entire management staff. And take JBJ back just to buy prospects. To rebuild their farm system, which, to Bill's point, fire Swayman, fire Neely. Sweeney. Sweeney, not Swayman. Fire well, fucking whatever. Too many sways. Fire them all and bring someone in here that can build you a, uh, um, you know, an it's AHL like a team. Stevie in a, in a, some 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 type of feeder system that can actually you know give you some young talent. I've been saying this, and I'll let you go, Bill. I've been saying this for I think two years. Whenever we started the show, trade Krejci, trade Chara. Trade Rask. I was never on the trade Bergeron because it just kind of hurts too much in, in my ball sack. But you're probably at the point where you trade Bergeron and maybe even Marchand. But very early, I was a trade Krejci and trade Chara guy because you need to start flipping this roster with young guys, and you can't just let these guys fizzle out and fade out. When's the last time the Bruins have been in this position where they're going to have to go to the bottom and climb their way back? It's been decades decades no it really hasn't it's it, it's kind of frustrating i mean i'm all for the rebuild you saw with the celtics and the bird the big three era they waited too long bird retired kevin kill was never the same after he broke his leg in the finals like the, they just flustered out and then the ml car ever happened all this other shit i don't reggie know lewis reggie lewis hurt yeah he died yeah lenny bias kind of lenny bias they, yeah. they were a couple of cocaine yeah very powerful anyways but i mean it goes back to young talent. I've said this before, and I started this conversation with the 2015 draft. Like these are the draft. Like you had guys like DeBrusque is still 23 years old, right? You went out and spent 14 million dollars on middling players, basically a bunch of no name guys to plug into your roster. If you started hitting on these draft picks in the last five or six years, not trading any draft pick, which I actually agreed in to go try to get Rick Nash. You 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 probably thought you were going to resign him, concussion, whatever. But I mean, you've seen it. You trade away. Um, Backus with the first round pick. And it's like, this is all, this is the year. It's finally catching up to you. Krejci retired. You hope you kind of had him. You probably, you brought in three stopgap things, but again, Stanika has never worked out. John Beecher can't stay healthy in fucking Michigan. There's another guy you're not going to get. You have zero. I mean, Oscar Skeen that you bring up, you're bringing up these younger guys, but they haven't produced at the NHL level. Right. So, I mean, you had, if you had hit on these draft picks for the last five, six years of the Don Sweeney era, you have money to go out and add a real impact player, the Panarins of the world that was in the last couple of years because you're plugging and playing with cheap one, $2 million players that you're on cheap rookie deals. But now they can't fucking do it because they haven't drafted well at all. You had six draft picks in 2015. In the first two rounds, you only hit on Brandon Carlo. Think about that. 
All right. Well, and Carlos out tonight, by the way. I let, uh, just real quickly to go back to uh, Don Sweeney in the trade in the midseason trades that he's made. The fire Don Sweeney thing, I can get behind. Fine, if you want to let him go, okay. But I think that he's had a mandate, probably from ownership to get Mm -hmm. to the playoffs and do something about it. And rightfully so. Look, they were a game away from winning the Stanley Cup finals a couple years ago. So they they were pushing and pushing and pushing. And maybe they've they've taken that a year or two too far than they should have. But it's pretty evident now. So does so. So I guess my greater point is, yes, Sweeney fucked up the drafts in that interim, but his main focus was the Bruins and the Stanley Cup finals and trying to make that. So do you give them a period? Do you give them a three-year period here to try and rebuild and trying to put some shit in the system and trying to get a little positive growth? He doesn't have the track record for it. However, I just look at it and go, look, he knew what his job was. It was to get to the playoffs and make some noise. And they did. And they went pretty far. So I think he's built up enough. Maybe not enough, but he's built up a, a lot of credibility in in that role maybe to have a shot in a rebuilding role if that makes any sense it does i just don't know if he's the guy to do it all right so the bruins tried for a long time you know you're you're we're talking going back to the joe thornton days right peter shirelli in 05 whatever that lockout ended he went out and signed uh mark savard and and, and zidane char so the 0506 season i mean up until that point i mean they had a lot of they had cap space to go out and sign those guys because they were terrible you know you, you mixed in draft picks you had phil kessel come in i think he was the number six pick one year so i mean that you you built it like that but how are you going to get top draft picks how are you going to get cap space eventually these guys got to go and you need to stop giving big money i know they're not giving big money but they just gave charlie mcavoy eight million dollars you have pasnak coming up i mean now is the time to really evaluate rich you're not a huge pasnak guy but now you really got to evaluate like what's the direction of this team what can we get i think all bets are off i think pasnak bergeron marshawn all of those guys right now are on the table to move. You're building around McAvoy is the one guy on this team. Swayman, you can go anyone. You can find a goalie. You can build a good defensive team and you can find a fucking goalie. All right. So, I mean, this is a big problem. Again, it goes back to the direction. I think you need a total rebuild. I don't think Don Sweeney's the guy. He kind of came in under the the Peter Shirelli era. Peter Shirelli was notorious for loving his own guys. Don Sweeney has done very well re-signing a couple key players, the Marshawn, the Pasenak, these guys to the hometown dis- discounts, but I mean, that ship is over. You saw McAvoy just get paid. You're going to see Pasenak with a big deal. He needs to stay. He's going to start loving his players too much. And that's where, again, as much as I live Patrice Bergeron and I don't think he's going to get traded, but he needs to get traded. Right. And I don't think Don Sweeney's the guy to do it. I think you need a guy that is a no a heartless bastard. Like let's be real. Bill Belichick is a guy that's oh. trading. I was gonna go Chara. He's, he's trading Chara. He's trading the Krejci's before I mean, shit. I mean, you, the real thing that he real fucked up probably was the Tom Brady situation, I think, towards the end. Right. So, I mean, I think yeah, if you Brady look at his, that. that was Brady's fault. But right. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, if you look at Bill's track record, track record, it's always I, the year I, before. You need a guy like that. Yeah. I understand. And someone that has not had ties to this uh, Bruins team dating back for the past since, you know, the Bergeron called the Bergeron era, which is fucking 20 years. Right. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. And yeah, Pasternak, maybe a, like as much as I am, um, not a Pasternak guy. The idea of him and McAvoy kind of being your your two pillars now moving forward as the only pillars 
if you trade Marshan for a you know a bevy of picks and maybe you get a first round for Bergeron or something, then yeah, I you know I can see that I can see that moving forward. But yeah, you're look the the greater the bigger picture. You're we're in a new era of Boston Bruins hockey, and it's not good. I don't like and, it. And if you and if you like <laughs> put that up against the the other teams in town. The other teams in town have been able to kind of rebound, even on the verge of our Celtics talk. They're still kind of in it. Like there's still this little bit of something could click and they could do it. And because their best players are very young and you only need one or two good players in the the NBA to be good. The Bruins are not there. They need a drastic turnaround to get back to consistent uh, competitiveness like the rest of the teams in town. It, it it might be a couple dreadful years for the Bruins here coming up. So quickly, what do you think they got? How do you think they finish? They're gonna. Oh, make I told the, you they're gonna, they're make, gonna the make the playoffs. First round in the first maybe. round. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, go second round exit. I'm gonna say second round exit. They might. They might be just, just because that's what they do best. They go to the. Second Who knows round if you're the AC and you got fucking Tampa up there, the one seed. Oh, then that's, the Bruins that's are gonna that's take it. Yeah. You, you think the Bruins are gonna take one game off Tampa? Absolutely fucking not. You know Kucherov's coming back in the first round again. No, yes, they won't. I take they the season. Sell. Off. They won't sell at the deadline. They should, but they won't. So no, I can, should. I can see them pulling it all together and scraping their way into the playoffs. Is my expectation of the Bruins. All right, quickly because we've uh, been banging around with the Bruins and Celtics. Uh, college football announced their playoffs. We're not very big college guys, but it's religious around the rest of the nation. Everyone follows college football. You got Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati. Who you got winning it all? Bama. Richard. I don't give a fuck. Here, we, here's the all right. Problem uh, well, let with- me ask you. Let me ask you this then: If Alabama destroys Cincinnati, the first uh, non-power five school to make the college playoff, is that a bad look for Cincinnati and the rest of the small schools that uh, never get respect? No. No. Did I no, mention this in the last show, or was I just talking to somebody else? The SEC and in some of the other bigger bigger conferences should they should just petition and pay whatever needs to pay just to not be college football. Just be a minor league fucking professional organization, like a G league to the NFL, a feeder program to the NFL, because that's what they are. The players are, are getting paid. Now the coaches fucking Brian Kelly just got $10 million a year to coach football in a Southern accent. That's not college. (laughs) That's not football. That's not a collegiate sport. That's a professional sport. What the fuck are we doing? This is why I hate college sports. Four teams, there are 128 teams eligible for the fucking college football, and four teams make the playoffs. It's bullshit. It's, it's dumb. Better than, it's it, is, it is dumb. I think they're going to try to expand it to what, 12 or 16 teams or something like that. Eventually, down the road. Eventually, well, because but I mean, they have finals and tests, and you have to fuck. You know you. what was even worse? It's better than the fucking me? stupid BCS system where it's like, oh, BCS this, was the worst. This computer is going to tell you who the number one team in the nation is. And it's like, and the coaches poll was different. It's like stupid. SEC is never going to not dominate this conference, especially with Alabama and Nick Saban. Everybody fucking knows. You don't, you don't, dude, those are the power conferences everybody knows those Purdue's they fucking shit out NFL first rounders like those are the schools there's never going to stop it doesn't look bad on Cincinnati I think it looks great on Cincinnati they're not a power five conference and they made the fucking they made the the, the tournament I mean they made the playoffs like yeah. you know you could throw Notre Dame in there because they're not affiliated with any conference you know they're the only one of the only teams they, 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 they the only get a hundred a couple hundred million for boosters yeah, yeah from and especially NBC. NBC. 
NBC yeah. gives them a shit ton of money. Right, good for Cincinnati. It's good. It's better for college football. I, mean, that I know it's a little bit hypocritical because all of professional sports is big business and money now, but like just like that gross, icky NCAA feeling of college fucking sports, specifically football, specifically SEC football. It just drives me insane. It's like you're not it's not a collegiate sport. This is a professional sport. This is a yeah. professional fucking sport for these kids and good for them. Like I, I'm not trying to take any way, anything away from the athletes. Like they're all doing, you know, changing their lives and they should be, but like the idea that, so four teams fucking make it like, it's just dumb. It's just fucking stupid. What's the point? What do you watch it? Do you watch the playoffs? No, absolutely. You nope. don't watch I it do. at all. If no, it's on at a party or if I got nothing else going on, I'll throw it on, throw it on. but yeah. I don't give a fucking shit. I don't care. You want to hear something really this dumb? Is dumb, and Alabama will probably win anyway. You want to hear something really, really dumb? Yes. Time Magazine Sportsman of the Year. <laughs> Let's hear it, Bill. <laughs> you ruined our afternoon. Why you ruin everyone else's day by telling us <sighs> and, and why? America's Olympic hero, guys. America's Olympic hero, hero won the bronze in the Ryan Olympics. Lockie? Uh on that level, yeah, yeah. Greg Luganis. Uh, a little Bruce more Jenner? straight, a little more straight. Uh, so Simone Biles, Americans Olympic hero for mental health, for not participating in the Olympics that she lied about, lied about, ladies and gentlemen, lied that she had mental health issues. She did not want to compete. She was afraid to compete. That, my friends, is your Times Magazine Sportsman of the Year, Simone Biles. Congratulations. She had the spinnies. What were they called? The twists, the, the twisties, twisties. I like to. I, like, I, like oh, I was gonna make a Simone Biles nipple joke. Damn it! Simone when you te- when you texted this, Ray, uh, Bill, I was trying to remember. Like we got, I got in such heated debate. It was like the most traffic we've had yeah. on our website ever, and it was all just angry fucking Twitter mobs burying me. You know, for rightly saying, and I, I was proved right, and no one apologized to me. By the way, for the record, if anyone out there is listening wants to apologize, I was right. She didn't drop out from mental health issues. She got fucked up in her head. It was technically an injury. That's what gymnasts call the twisties. You, you, basically an injury. You, you get all fucked up in your head. And these people that came out and said she could have broke her neck. She could have broke her neck. Here, here was my only response. What if she didn't land on her head? There's uh, there's what everywhere if she, else you what can if she land didn't. on your fucking body. What if she and then she came out ten days later and performed on the vault. So yeah, she's that, a liar. She's a fucking liar. I don't Plain know if she's simple. a liar. I think that uh, under those um, look, just real real quick, let's go let, rewind a little bit the Simone Biles story. Obviously, um, Nasser was the uh, trainer that diddled all of those girls trigger finger he should die in jail someone should fucking kill that guy in jail oh, he will die in jail yeah and he went there and he should and simone biles has been leading the charge for uh you know awareness and to stop the sexual predators and shit in u.s gymnastics and gymnastics across the united states and good for her and she came off the heels of rio where she crushed the olympics and that was supposed to be her last one because gymnasts do not compete after 18 years old. She was 23. She was considered a, a, a geatric fucking competitor in the Olympics. And the only reason she went was to continue the fight against the U.S. Olympics, which took her to court 
which took them all to fucking court, by the way. They are the fucking enemy, not me or Simone Bazarinos. U.S. gymnastics are fucking terrible. So anyway, that's why she went. And then when she got there, she freaked the fuck out. And that's what happened. And then they blamed it on mental health. That she was, and, and that's not true. She just got, she got into her head and freaked out. And it was basically an injury, like most gymnastics call it. And then the whole world fucking called her a hero. And just got Time Magazine competing. Athlete of the Year. <laughs> like, what she was doing on principle, <laughs> I loved. I think that she was doing right. If she just, I would have loved if she came out and went, I'm not going to do this because fuck U.S. gymnastics in their shitty ways. I'm boycotting this event and I'm going to cost my team the Olympics. That would have been what she wanted to do. No. But that's not what happened. Nope. She got the twisties and she couldn't compete. That's it. Look at Bill's mom. She gets titty twisted every fucking night. And just God, that day. fucking whole, that whole goddamn saga drove me insane. The American hero, the time magazine uh, uh, athlete of the year for not competing because she got hurt because she hurt. She got hurt. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh my God. Well, Richard, uh, hopefully you never again have to be late for work or do this again. So I have to host a show because this has been absolutely fucking terrible. But this has been the Simple Minds Friday Headlines, December 10th. Uh, Simple Minds Sports Show Friday Headlines. Simple Minds Sports Show Friday Show Headlines. Friday Headlines. Uh, December 10th. Thank you December for listening. 10th. And we'll Thank see you, you on Sunday, Sunday for early lines. Early lines. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Sorry, sorry to steal your thunder on the time thing, Bill. I just, uh, I, I, no, that's fine. It started better. Started to boil up back inside me. She didn't, she didn't fucking compete. What do you mean she's? A, she didn't compete. What yeah, she I hero? totally agree. Look how fat he is. Thank you, Irene. Win, Richard. We play fucking silent treatment. Yep. Oh, you sound like shit. You sound like shit, Bill. Uh, no, I am just uh, doing my best catch up uh, for the day. Oh. Did you... <laughs> Raymond, Raymond, Raymond. This is this is why this bet really didn't make sense. Hey, look, he's got a shelf too. Look at this. He's been doing things today. Oh shit! You can see that. Okay. Did you do that today? Did that the other day. Got to paint. Got to do some paint. Uh, a little bit at a time. You put the shelf up before you painted. Well, just yeah, you can take it right down. It's easy. What, what kind of thought process is? Just paint the fucking wall and then put the shelf up. Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> you're moron. Asking about, you're asking about thought process. There's none. There's none here. What simple minds. Simple goddamn minds. Mm-hmm. 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 Bill, I think for Christmas or whatever you celebrate, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna send you one of these mics. It's a real it's a real game changer. God damn it! I need to start having shitty stuff so you send me free shit. It's just one USB cord, plugs right in, sounds great. Look at the fucking grin on this kid's face. He's so. <laughs> I'm gonna need yeah, that mic not... back in return, though. This is a, this is this is not a. Uh, yeah, I have uh, two of them. Oh, you we sound bought... fucking terrible. I don't know what's going on. You're on your computer audio.
No, I don't think so. Cover the mic with your hands. Talk. Can you hear me now? Uncover. Yeah. Ooh, it's, it's I, your I, it's your mic, but your uh, settings are shit. Maybe if you stayed in one location, you fucking. They're all the same. I haven't switched any of them. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I literally just unplugged this and plugged it in. That was it. Oh God! That's why we don't bad. have nice things. What's your that's gain? To bring your gain down. How about now? Ooh, better. Way All better. right. All right. There we go. Face is still disgusting, but your voice. I think you look actually pretty good today. He Hold does on. with that quarter zip. Let me get some of this pussy juice off from your mother. How about now? Does it look better? No. It looks better. Yeah, this is. I love here. these. I love these quarter zips. I have to wear it. Like I can't. I don't wear. I don't like the long sleeve like button up shirt. So I just go with this and like something underneath. I, I had like a quarter it. zip on today, Bill. I was in meetings all day. I had I had to do the collar shirt underneath though, so it was like a very uncomfortable day. Um, Sometimes I was doing that for a little while, but I have like you know these fucking Timberland shirts and shit like that. I'm like I'm just going with this. Don't say shit. Humble brag, Timberland. Nice. Yeah. Dude, the outlets, man. You guys are fucking mad cheap shit. Turn there. your volume down a touch too on that thing, or just stop screaming. Neither mm-hmm. one. Fuck One. off, Ray. Either or. <laughs> just fuck right off. I'm just glad you don't have any uh, Christmas trees in your mouth tonight. That's that's one good thing for this show. <laughs> water. I saw the water. I saw the uh, hamburger water. <laughs> Drinking Christmas trees in my mouth. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm just finishing something here. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. I've been. I just got home. Basically. Uh. Just got down here. So oh, I haven't looked at. You're in for a doozy. Have a look yeah, at this. I got I home a little late too, and I'm reading the email. And uh, you didn't get home late. You said you watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which yeah. is a half hour. No, you outed yeah. yourself. Yeah, which is funny. a half. The show's a half hour. Tell God. me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. 